Do you remember your first cell phone? I remember the first cell phone that I got, and I remember the plan that I had. I was on one of those prepaid plans, one of those cheap ones where uh, if, if you went over what you'd paid for already, they, they billed you extra. And so I remember painstakingly watching how many minutes that I was on my phone. You know, it'd be kind of like a, a pick up the phone and, and just like, hey, don't call me back. Here's what I have to say to you. Bye. You know, it's just trying to do things as quickly as possible, right? You keep track of how many text messages you were sending out and where you were sending them to because you didn't want to get charged fees. You're always watching out for long distance because that could use up your entire phone plan in one phone call. If you're under the age of 20, you have no idea what I'm talking about, and that's okay. But, you know, th this, is, this is the stuff I remember going through when I first got a cell phone. And, and then one wonderful day, I upgraded I upgraded my phone, I upgraded the plan that I was on, and, and let me tell you, that was such a glorious experience. And I mean, you look at phone plans nowadays, and it is so wonderful to be able to have this unlimited nationwide calling and texting, and, and you, can, you don't even have to think about it. You're using your phone as much as you want to. You can be in communication as much as you want to, knowing that there's no kind of penalty and there's no limit. You know, that's the kind of thing that God offers you. God offers you unlimited minutes in your communication with him. There's no overages, there's no hours that are off limits, and there's no ignoring your call. God does not ghost you. But here's the thing. Most of us are not taking advantage of that fact. In fact, most of us have been living our lives with our prayer life set to airplane mode. We've got it turned off. You know, we're, we're conserving minutes. We're, we're disconnecting ourselves. We're not taking advantage of the connection that we are able to have with God. Which is crazy, right? I mean, we, we've got an open line to the creator, to the king of kings, to the master of the universe, and I'm willing to bet that most of us hardly use it. When I say most of us hardly use it, listen to me. I'm not counting prayers at mealtime and prayers at bedtime. All right? Most of us, beyond our, you know, now I lay me down to sleep or, um, you know, thank you, Lord, for this grub. It's good grub to eat or whatever kind of prayer you do. Most of us aren't really spending time connecting to God, speaking to God. And why do we do that? A lot of us, if we do spend time in God's presence, we're doing so with timidity or we're doing so sparingly. There's many reasons why this could be. Some of it could be our pride or our sense of self-sufficiency. You know, that's, that's put into our brains from a very young age in our culture, right? That, that you have to do whatever you can to get through things on your own. That you're able to do it. That if you have strength, that if you have power, you need to work out your own problems and you need to fix your problems yourself. And if you can't, then you're a failure. Maybe the reason you approach God the way that you do is because you have some unbelief in God or in his promises. 
that you look at, at God and you go, I don't really think that he's listening to me or I, I don't really think that he's going to help me or that he has my best interest at heart or, or that he's actually going to step into the situation or maybe you don't pray because you're like, I don't really even believe that there is a God. And, and if that's you, can I just share with you, I, I'm just so glad that you're with us today. If, if you are struggling in your faith or, or you don't even believe in God and you're with us right now, wherever you're at, watching me speak and tuning in and, and listening to us sing, I, I just, I, you are welcome. I'm so glad that you've chosen to spend this time with us on a Sunday morning or whenever it is that you're tuning in online. Maybe you don't spend a lot of time in prayer because of busyness. I know that's a huge one for many of us. Or maybe it's because of distractions. Or, hey, don't, don't get me wrong when I say this, but maybe it's because of downright laziness. Now, I've been there. I've probably been there in all of these different situations at various points in my life. Right now, we're dealing with this whole COVID-19 situation. And many of us are, are dealing with anxiety, with fear. You might have been laid off of your job, or you might be a small business owner and you're wondering how you're gonna stay open. You might be a landlord and you're wondering if you're gonna be able to afford to subsidize rent and keep your renters around and, and all the different expectations that have been laid upon you. I don't know where you're at right now, but this whole situation we're going through is putting strain on us. You might just be feeling disconnected and alone right now because of all the restrictions put in place around gathering with people. I, I can't speak for you. I can only speak for myself where I'm at right now. Maybe you're feeling angry at the situation. Maybe you're feeling frustrated with the situation. But let me tell you, that this is all the more reason why we need to not be shirking the benefit of being connected to God. See, God offers you peace and comfort and joy and hope and love and provision and even healing. These are things that he will give to you when you spend time in prayer. And so over the next few Sundays, we're going to explore why it is high time for us to turn off airplane mode in our prayer lives and reconnect to God's prayer network. And so I think that it's only fitting that we pause here in our message about prayer to pray together. So will you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, I ask today that you will move in our spirits, God. That you will call us to prayer. That you will give us confidence as we pray and that you will touch our hearts and lives. Lord, today as, as I'm speaking, will you take these feeble human words that I'm going to speak and make them something worthwhile through the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. The first thing I want to touch on today is we talk about getting out of airplane mode. As we talk about really connecting to God and spending that time in prayer, is I, I want to address kind of the elephants in the room. You, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what's God ever given me? Well, what's God ever done for me? Or why, why should I bother with praying? What's it actually going to do? 
And so what I want to bring across to you today is a, is a very important point. And we're going to be looking at this point more over the next few weeks as we dive deeper into the topic of prayer. But the first thing I want to bring across is this. You do not have because you haven't asked. Too many of us think to ourselves, you know, this isn't worthy of praying for. Or, well, God's not going to do anything about it anyways. Or maybe we're afraid of what God's going to do about it. And so you don't bring it to him. And this causes all kinds of issues and turmoil in life. And you're going through all kinds of stuff right now. And you're not bringing it to God. And then you're wondering why God hasn't stepped into your situation. Why he hasn't helped you. But let me share with you the words of James, the brother of Jesus. He says, you want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And, and listen to this. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. And we're going to get into a little bit more over the next few weeks of what that means to, to ask God, but to ask not to spend it on yourself, but to ask according to the will of God and how when we do that, God is faithful to answer your prayers. But listen to me. Too many of us go through life complaining that we don't have, complaining that, that we don't know where the next meal is coming from, complaining that we're still dealing with the same fears, with the same anxieties, that we're still dealing with the same issues in life. But we've never brought it to God in prayer. You do not have because you haven't asked. Second thing that we need to remember when we're talking about prayer is this, God hears your prayers. God hears your prayers. God is not some faraway God that's not involved in humanity. He's not some God that created the world and went, well, you're up to your own devices. You better make me happy. That, that's not God. God is a loving father and he just desires, he desires more than anything else for you to come and communicate with him, to be with him. And so it is that God hears your prayers. 1 John 5, 14, we read, and we are confident that God hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. God's ear is open to you. Scripture elsewhere says that God does not slumber or sleep, that he is attentive to us at all times. God will hear your prayer. You need only ask. The third thing that we need to realize about coming to God in prayer is this, through Jesus, you can boldly run to God. Many of us, we think that we need the, the right pattern in our prayer for God to, to really like our prayers, right? We, we all have this general formulation. We all have things that we do to try to uh, you know, be good prayers. Maybe we'll, we'll pull in scripture, nothing wrong with that, but some of us, you know, we might feel intimidated by the guy that can pull out the scripture. So you're sitting there, you're praying, and you say your three words, and someone else comes in, and they, they raise their voice. They start to get really loud, really animated, and they're throwing in things like Father God and Jehovah Jireh and all that. And then they're like, and Psalm 31 verse 3 says this, and we're claiming this. And, and, and you know, we, we get really intimidated by these people, and we think, man, if I can't hold up to that, God's not interested in what I have. Or we think, you know, I've, I've messed up in life. I've done a lot of things that aren't great in my life, and there's no way that God is going to listen to me. 
But that's not what scripture says. See, Jesus, when he died on the cross, he tore down everything that separates us from God. And he invites us to accept his gift of life, his gift of a restored relationship with God, to turn from the old way of living where we were following after sinful passions and desires that break down our relationship with God and that cause division between us in our relationships with others that that don't care for ourselves, that aren't healthy for us. He calls us to something greater. He's put in all the work as he died on the cross and rose three days later from the grave. And scripture says that he has become our high priest who brings us before God. He has has paid the price. He has been the sacrifice. And now he is our mediator between us and God, which is amazing because Jesus is God. This is what the writer of Hebrews says about this. He says, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You can, with confidence, draw near to God. I want you to notice that we're not just saying drawing near to God as in, you know, falling to your knees and you can with confidence pray. But even more than that, you can run into the throne room of God. You can be like, like Abba, Father, Daddy, here I am. And you can jump on his lap and just be like, listen, I, I love you so much. And, and he's going to wrap his arms around you. You, you can find that mercy that you, can, that you need. You can find the grace that you need in your darkest hour because Jesus has paid the price. He is opened the doorway. He has torn the veil that separated us from God. And he says, come to me, all you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Run into the arms of the Father. Jesus has opened the way. And so friend, as I conclude this this short message today, I want you to consider what is it that you need in your life? What situation are you facing right now? What hardship? What challenge? So we all have something to bring to God in prayer. And even if you think that you don't, well, you can even bring to him your thanks for his work in your life so far. There's always something to pray about. And listen, I want to invite you back over the next few weeks because I've got some great stories to share from my own life and my family's life about ways that God has stepped into our situation in response to our prayer. Things that we've seen, miracles that we've seen happen, the, the, the way that he's spoken to us, given guidance and counsel to us. And I think that you're going to find yourself encouraged to turn off airplane mode and reconnect to God's prayer network. This week, here's what I want you to do. I want each one of us to take some time every day to turn off airplane mode and reconnect to God's prayer network. In other words, I want you to take some time to pray. Not just before meals, not just before bedtime, but really get down on your knees wherever you're at and spend time talking to God. And if you do that, I think that you will be amazed at how much bigger Jesus is than whatever you face. Friends, your ability to pray to God, to communicate with him and spend time with him is is not limited by some sort of cell phone contract. There aren't limited minutes. 
There, there aren't dead zones in your life. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, God wants to hear from you. Perhaps it is that, that right now you, you heard what I talked about, about Jesus opening the pathway to be in a relationship with our Father in heaven. And your heart has been stirred. And you have a desire in you to turn from that way that you've been living, the hopelessness you've been experiencing, and to move into a life-giving relationship with God. And if, if that's you right now, I just want to invite you to pray a prayer with me today. It's, it's a prayer that, that is just a commitment in your heart, in your soul, saying, yes, I'm following Jesus, I'm accepting what he's done, and I want my life to be transformed. I, I want going forward for everything to be different because of Jesus. And so wherever you are right now, maybe you're in your bedroom or, or you're in your, your living room or you're in, in the dining room at the kitchen table, whatever it may be, and you're watching, you're listening right now and, and something in you is stirring, you want to give your life to Jesus, will you just close your eyes right now, wherever you're at, and pray this prayer with me and know that if you pray this prayer from your heart, that you are giving your life to Jesus. So here's the pray, prayer. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner. Thank you for saving me. I give you my life. Please give me yours. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Transform me with your love. I choose to follow you every day from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer with us from your heart for the first time, I want to just congratulate you right now. You've just made such a wonderful decision. I hope we're all celebrating for those that have chosen Jesus today. If you've done that, we want to be able to follow up with you and celebrate with you. And so if you're in church online right now, you'll see in the chat that there is a box that says, raise, raise my hand. I just gave my life to Jesus. Will you click on that and make sure that you follow up with us so that we know who you are and we can, we can get resources into your hands and, and tie you in to a Christian community where you can grow and receive guidance and, and encouragement as you carry on in this journey with Jesus. If you're on YouTube or you're on Facebook right now, will you just comment yes? Will you comment yes and then follow up with us with the link that you'll find in there and, and let us know who you are so we can follow up with you. If you're listening to the podcast later on, just send us a message, send us an email. It is so important that we don't go through life alone, but that we press into Jesus, that we walk this path with with Jesus arm in arm with all those who are also following him. Everyone, I, I'm, I'm just so excited for what Jesus is doing in our time. And I'm so grateful that he has provided a pathway for God to listen to our prayers and our hearts cry. We'll see you next week. God bless.